Well, night, night there, pumpkin. <laughs> is on the air once again you motherfuckers my name is darian i've returned for another week of horror bullshit jason harrell is in the house hello you sexy bitches oh listen to him the sultry sounds of jason harrell ladies mm, and meow uh nobody again this week he keeps promising to be here and then usually <laughs> we get we're part of this group text about 5 p.m usually is when he comes in with his apology it's been like five months now <laughs> every tuesday like clockwork Hey guys, sorry, you can't make it. All you gotta do is just show up. Like, we're fine. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's good. You don't we, we, know, we know you have a life and we don't. <laughs> How dare you? Rub it in. How dare That's you? That's what I take his messages so as. I know. Hey, you guys with no lives, I have one. I am busy uh, with my various lady friends <laughs> yeah. uh, doing fantastical things. Surrounded by people that love me, losers. You guys have fun talking about your little movies. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, man. What's new with you, Jason? Oh, uh, let's see. Our dog's trying to gnaw his foot off. Oh, no. Uh, so he's currently uh, coned up. What's 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 the problem there? Just every now and again, he just really likes to suck on his toes a okay. little bit of a foot fetish. I see that. Uh, he's so the he's Rex th- Ryan of uh, your house. <laughs> so he's uh, in a cone for the time being. That uh, sucks. Sarah's grandma finally passed away today. Oh, no. Uh, 96 years strong. That's a good uh, run. So that's a really good run. That is a good run. She will be missed. And uh, the big, bigger news, I guess, or the more odd news, is that me and my chucklehead friends uh, uh, bought a storage unit with roughly 7,500 plus DVDs inside of yes, it. Yes, we did. I am one of said <laughs> chucklehead friends. <laughs> I put in on it. Uh, we have a shit ton of DVDs. <laughs> yeah, it is literally the, the actual definition of a shit ton of a movies. shit ton. It's yeah. going to take multiple truckloads to move all these DVDs out of the uh, Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. The, fu- uh, the funny part about it is, though, yeah, the giant mass of DVDs, like egg, cra- egg crates stacked on top of egg crates, and then like a smattering of random other stuff, like yeah. some rims. One, uh, one drum. Yeah, uh, some fishing poles. Yeah. Um, what else? A bathtub. Uh, a, a sidewalk closed sign. Yes, there is yeah. that. Uh, Two vacuums. Well, yeah, there's a lot of vacuums in there. Or vacuum components, Yes, I should say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I think somebody's mom and pop DVD store went out of business. Yeah, Harleywood Video will be opening soon Absolutely. at a uh, store probably not near you. Uh, we have... Several full <laughs> copies in their entirety of the Gilmore Girls yeah. series. 
I believe we'll be able to put together several complete <laughs> sets of the Gilmore Girls. You must rent all nine seasons at once. But we have a stern do not return policy. <laughs> You keep that. Uh, if you would like to get a glimpse of uh, the inside of the storage unit, uh, go to jasonthenerd.com forward slash wow. Yeah. And uh, that will take you right to it. Uh, picture and a video at the uh, bottom of the article. Oh, yeah. And uh, all of those, so far, all of the actual DVD cases have the DVDs in them. Yeah. So I mean, we have it, the movies. Uh, definitely some physical issues with the cases, but the discs have all been pristine. Yeah. So uh, far, so good. Yep. The hell we're going to do with all these? <laughs> no, I have no clue. Idea. No idea. <laughs> What's up with you uh, other than spending or wasting money on DVDs? Uh, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, continually Continuing my five-game losing streak at Flag Football. Oh, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, man. I don't know if I have the temperament for this. I'm a competitive guy, Jason. I like to think I'm not a complete asshole, but like some of these other coaches, dude. How? What do you. There's one team out there with like 14 coaches. Mm -hmm. You know know that? Uh, uh, Our team, me and one other dad. And the other dad clearly doesn't want to be there either. And he's drunk. (laughs) He's he's on his way, yeah, usually. He's over there macking on some single mom. Yeah, hey, uh, that's my team over there. <laughs> uh, my team's the one that's winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm sure it'll pick up some steam. Sure. Yeah. Totally. You know, I bought a bunch. I wasted some money on flag football books. Yeah, good. So, uh, I'm telling you, kneecap a few kids. You'll I got, be going. I got, I got some, some real knuckleheads on the team, man. I don't want to. I don't want. I, I have to play them because I'm obligated to play each kid a certain amount of downs. Mm-hmm. But some of these motherfuckers. You know what? Spike their Gatorade with red dye number five. They'll all go insane. A lot of kids become extremely hyperactive from red dye number five. They're already hyperactive. Yeah, but this kind of throws them over the edge. I need something that makes them focused. Yeah? Yeah. What do I need? All right, Spike it with Ritalin. Yeah, Ritalin. There we go. (laughs) I don't think it's going to help, man. These kids are awesome. All right, anyway, enough about the bullshit flag football. we got a horror show to get into. Okie dokie. we got horror news, listener mail, all the usual shenanigans. Jason, how about some horror news? <laughs> horror news. Yes, sir. You got anything there, big guy? I do not. Images are already up of um, Nicolas Cage as Dracula mm-hmm. in this upcoming Renfield movie. Supposed to be a horror comedy. Yeah, um, I saw the images. He looks exactly like Dracula is supposed. He looks like he's going to a costume party mm-hmm. as Bella Lugosi. Yeah, pretty much. I what? did actually watch the trailer for it. Oh shit! It, it looks fun. Okay. Well, because I mean, it's a comedy. Yeah. I don't think I'm spoiling any good jump scares. I doubt it. So uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. I'll check it out. I'm excited for it. I love me some Nicolas Cage. Uh, do you remember a movie from 1999? Well, a remake of a movie from 1961, if I'm not mistaken, that came out in 1999 uh, called The Haunting. Who's in it? Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. Um, Getting a 4K release. Exactly right. Oh, is that Scream your news? Factory. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. 
I really did not like that movie. <laughs> I did not. So not going to be picking up the 4K? No, no. Uh, so if you want a much better version of that, watch uh, The Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. obviously, the Netflix TV show. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the original, The Haunting. It has more to do with mental illness than actual ghosts. Yeah, there was a. I feel like there were several movies with very similar tones around that time. Yeah, and I I kind of get those confused. There's, there was this one, it's kind of a haunted manor type setting, mm-hmm. and uh, it has the lady from The Conjuring in it. And I just remember at the end yeah. she's screaming at her like dead grandpa. That's the that's the haunting. That, oh, that's this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it gets so silly. It does, and they really. It's that grandpa shit. It, it, I equate that to uh, the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Do your thing, cuz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so stupid. Um, they really, we were still on the on the cusp of CGI. Yeah. And they, they, put, they hit you with two fists full of it in that <laughs> one. And it wasn't very good either. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. Um, what else we got here? The Walking Dead at Dead City is going to premiere this June on AMC. Thank heavens. So this is going to be the Maggie and Nina, Negan, I almost said Nina, <laughs> Maggie and Nina, the Maggie and Negan, Negan, um, uh, buddy cop adventure, right. whatever they're doing in New York. I don't know. Yeah. Romantic comedy. I'm, I'm out, man. I'm done. Is she still dragging a kid around with her? I don't fucking know. She was knocked up in Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, that was like six seasons ago, wasn't it? I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I gave up. I mean, no matter what, who cares? Yeah, that's what I say. Not it's, me. It feels like a one giant cash grab by AMC. They're really hanging their hats on The Walking Dead. Well, And they're definitely grabbing cash, and they're not spending it on special effects. Oh, well, I mean, Greg Nicotero, Nicotero is still doing most of it. But they got so, like, just ham-fisting the uh, CGI blood splatters. Yeah. Uh, no squibs, shitty CGI deer. Yeah. Uh, God help me, that fucking tiger. <laughs> just it's, Let's be honest. Who, it, within that realm, within the realm of The Walking Dead, does anybody give a shit about zombies anymore? <laughs> no. no. We're all tied up in this... These guys, Melodrama. those guys, and falling in love and breaking up and all that. I give up. I give up. Um, so a movie has been uh, released called Cocaine Bear. Yes. Pretty big hit mm-hmm. so far. I haven't seen it. Uh, interesting premise. Now, there's another movie studio out and about that is known for basically knocking, making knockoff versions of big hits. Everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've probably heard of it. It's called The Asylum. Mm-hmm. And following up on Cocaine Bear, they are releasing Attack of the Meth Gator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alligator on methamphetamine. <laughs> so look out for that. I'm sure it's going straight yes. to Redbox. I mean, is he just going to sit around and do nothing all I, day? Uh, probably. Uh, no, he's just going to hang out at a convenience store and twitch, yeah. probably. <laughs> What's wrong with that alligator? I don't know. Ask me for five bucks. <laughs> oh, yuck. Lastly, uh, Mortal Kombat 12 is confirmed for this year. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Mortal Kombat dorkus. Yes, you are. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes because rumors are flying around that NetherRealm Studios, which is the company that puts out uh, Mortal Kombat, has been um, optioned by Marvel. 
So we might see some crossover there. Nice. Usually they do a lot of DC stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do all the Injustice games. And uh, I think that's about it, really. Fighting games is really their forte. Yeah. Or as my dad used to call it, two guys fighting. (laughs) Every single game. Two guys fighting. What are you doing in here? What are you playing? Two guys fighting fighting again? Yeah, two guys fighting. (laughs) Woohoo! After that, you're going to watch your two guys fucking video? Probably. (laughs) I'm rooting for guy number two in both of them. Thanks a lot, Dad. (laughs) All right, man. That's all we got on the horror news. How about some listener mail? Oh, yes. Was that Buddy? (laughs) Is Buddy here? I'm channeling my inner Buddy. Oh, yeah. Listener mail. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff going on here. Uh, Let's start things off in Bakersfield. Here comes Tony. Subject line, Wednesday renewed for season two by Netflix. Apparently things have changed since last week. Uh, Where does Darian get his information? Does he just make this shit up? Do we really have to ask that question aloud? No, no, you don't. To bogusnews.com? That's what I I usually go. Clickbait. Uh, For the movie Pearl, it was fine. It's not a horror movie, though. It's a drama with two graphic kills. I would watch X again before I rewatch Pearl. The one thing that I didn't really get is that in X, Howard is supposed to be this hardened vet that served two... Served in two world wars and would do anything for Pearl. At the end of Pearl, when he returns home from the first world war, he is terrified at what he sees. So what are we trying to say at the end of Pearl? Is he just too scared at the end of Pearl to leave? Instead, he stays around and puts up with her for 20 years, then fights in a second world war, only to come back to her and put up with more of her horny bullshit until the end of X. Was the power of the vagina that... Really that strong back in the early 1900s? Another thing, in X, Pearl is this horny old lady who is envious of young, beautiful people. In Pearl, she is none of that. So does spending 60 years on a farm turn women into sex-crazed maniacs? Should we be visiting farms more frequently? Uh, yes. I Preferably think, uh, ones with a, a small selection of cousins. Yes, and yeah. uh, don't, don't stay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to get roped into like milking cows. Or milking an uncle. Milking an uncle. <laughs> Not <too>. quite as fun. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not that milking a cow is a hoot. Uh, yeah, I don't know, buddy. Uh, three on a meat hook, best kills. Number three, death by scorpion in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There you go. Number two, getting dragged behind a car for miles in National Lampoon's vacation. We don't know that that dog actually died, though. It just wasn't there. Yeah, it may have shaved off enough neck meat to where he <laughs> kind of just got just out of there. <laughs> get out of there somehow. Uh, number one, slowly being dipped in acid. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, that wasn't acid. It was, what was it, goop or something like that? Never watched it. You've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I've watched just enough of it. Okay. To, well, to nut. <laughs> You're beating off to Who Framed Roger. There is that, and not uh, the rabbit. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit was pretty hot back in the day. Uh, next month will be the Cleaning the Tubi watch list. These are the movies for one reason or another ended up on my watch list on Tubi. I've listed two extra in case you have done one. Number one, Birdemic. 
Oh, there you have it. Nice. Number two, Velocipaster. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Number three, Plank Face. Number four, The Shark Side of the Moon. Extra movies, The Company of Wolves and Killer Bee Invasion. For Educating Darian, you are a class of Newcomb High. That's enough for today. Tony. I was thinking at first we had seen Plank Face, but I think I think we were, I was thinking of Slap, slap Face. face. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the uh, Shutter one. Right on, Tony. Thanks for writing in, my man. Let's get back here to Reno. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, Snowmageddon. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Just a quick note today as we are slammed at work catching up from yesterday and the storm. Margin for top kills. Final de- I think he meant meat hook. For top kills, final destination, all of them. Haha. But the funniest for me is the plate of glass smashing the kid. Terrifier's version of Bone Tomahawk, and the dream sequence kill in Saw 3D with the rocket cart. I don't know if I remember that one. Hope everyone is safe with these storms. Catch you on the Greek on the catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, dude. Ah, uh, a dream sequence rocket cart in Saw 3D. I'm assuming remember. that is there was um. Like a little crash test dummy go-kart on a a track, I think. Right. I think that's what it was. That must be what he was talking. I don't think it was in a dream sequence, though, was it? I think think it was, if I'm not mistaken, a chick and she woke up as she made impact. I can't remember. It's been a long time since. Uh, I may be surprised to hear, but those movies kind of blend together for me. I get that. (laughs) I understand it. We got some voicemails here, Jason Harrell. Here comes the main man from Alabama. Alan's in the house. Hey, Rome. What's up? What's I up, hope Alan? everybody's doing well. We're here. Um, me and Jason ended up talking about guns. I think he's making a wise choice. Hmm. Anyway, Meat Hook. I'm going to go top three horror kills. Yeah, what do you think? That's, that's a tough one because there's so many amazing ones. There is. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the Elizabeth Bathory scene in Hostel 2. Ooh, okay. When that sickle, like, hangs in that chick's skin. Yeah. And you see it rip. Oh, that's, anyway, let's uh, see what else. Number two, I have the soft spot for when the dude goes nuts in Day of the Dead and blows up the zombie. I can't remember if it was a zombie or just one of the people that lived in the apartment, but blows up their head with a shotgun. That was daunting. That was day. amazing. And yeah. number one, I'm going to go with uh, Terrifier 2, when Art just keeps beating that chick in the bleach and the salt. That was so <laughs> evil. And I loved it. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, what do you think? As you said, you know, the animals were eaten. Um, when we did, when we were doing Horror Copia, I was we I picked that movie mm-hmm. and I told Jesse I said look man I'm going to be the heel commentator on it and I was making fun of him for freaking out about the animals it's like they ate them come yeah. on you big pussy <laughs> and Jesse had forgotten that I was going to do stuff like that and he was like dude I was so mad at you by the time that show was over <laughs> and I was like dude I was working the gimmick and he was like oh dude you did a good job <laughs> but I mean there's a kid in the Holocaust where it's seeing eh, it's honestly kind of boring. I get that. Um, I own it. I I've got it. like the two disc deluxe set from Grindhouse releasing. Nice. I don't plan on getting rid of it. I collect uh, controversial movies. I've got Solo. Oh. That's boring too. I've got a Serbian film. I got that one. I've got a bunch of stuff, you know, and I, I don't plan on trading them in or anything. Yeah. And uh, 
even though I didn't like him. Well, hell, I've got Caligula somewhere. Oh. Anyway, hope everybody's doing good. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Later, Alan. Thanks for calling in, big guy. <laughs> That's funny, man. Uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think you would like it because it's very seventies. It is a bit slow. Yeah. And uh, unless you just happen to have an itch for jungle cannibals, I would tell you to watch Green Inferno first. Yeah. But if you're wanting to like fill out your horror pedigree, it's worth watching once, I suppose. Have you seen any of those other movies, a Serbian film or Solo? Uh, I've seen a Serbian film. What do you think of that one? I think it's actually a good movie. I agree. Um, Fits in the rape revenge realm to me. And if it, I think if it disturbs someone, then it's probably doing its job. I actually think, unlike let's say a Human Centipede, um, I don't really think it's just done for shock value. Right. I think it has a cohesive story. It does. And uh, like it was one of the the earlier movies I had Sarah watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came away with the same opinion. Like, all things aside, it's a, a solid movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, Is it batshit crazy? Absolutely. Of course. And it's not something I watch, like, religiously. You know? <laughs> Only when you're feeling horny. You know, even when I feel a little lonely and the wife's out of town. What about Solo, 30 Days of Gamora? Have you seen that no. one? No. It's, I think it's funny. Uh, it's basically like towards the end of World War II, this group mm-hmm. of Nazis captures a bunch of college kids and uh, locks them in this palace and just ba- makes them do a bunch of weird sex stuff for hmm. like 30 days. Uh, that's the movie where the guy like literally drops trow and takes a dump on the floor and then makes <laughs> one of the chicks come and eat it with a spoon. Oh, cool. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the part, the part that gets me is like, yeah, he's doing it, but there's like a good 30-second intermission of him just – squatting with his pants around right. his ankles, push, pushing one out. <laughs> like, you want a newspaper or something? <laughs> it's pretty silly. All right, right on, Alan. Thanks for calling in, big guy. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Damn it. Let's get down to uh, beautiful downtown Anderson, Indiana. Coop Newcomb is in the house. In the his house. Good evening, Darian and Jason. What's up, Coop? Hello. You're doing good. We're here. Um, so your three on a meat hook are the, uh, the gnarly death scenes. Yes, sir. The best death scenes in movies. And uh, I went to some older ones because uh, when okay. I was a kid, you know, those kind of things just hit you different. Oh, yeah. So uh, number three is uh, Johnny Depp's uh, death scene on the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. That one uh, really was wicked. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the character Scott in The Blob for number two, um, he was the guy in the car with the blonde girl. Oh, yeah. And he was feeling up on her and, you know, thought he was about to date rape her. And then base. he ended up being lunch. Yeah, that was uh That flipped me out. Um, and then uh, number one will always be the uh, character Kirk in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's a good one. Um, when he was the first guy killed, uh, when he took that that hit to the head, I think it was a hammer or a meat tenderizer or something. It was a hammer. And uh, he's just on the floor doing the funky chicken. Kicking chicken. Man, that just tripped me out as a kid. I was real young when I saw that. 
Very good. Visual. Anyway, um, I have no idea on educate because uh, honestly, right now I cannot remember what the clues were. Okay, fair and enough. That'll, that'll do anyway, it. you guys have a good evening, and as always, can't wait for the next show. You got it, Cooper. Coming right at your face, buddy. Right on, man. I forgot about Kirk. In uh, that's a good one. It is. That is a good one, and that one hits hard. Yeah. Um, that's a very believable. Like our our like visually, it is very convincing. Yes, and the way that I think, like just to punctuate that scene when he slams the door mm-hmm. afterward, you yeah. see him dragging him back. And then, yeah. Woo, daddy! That's a good one. I like that. Right on. Um, Scott from the Blub, Johnny Depp. I don't know about the Johnny Depp kill, man, from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I know you're not a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, Jason Harrell. Um, that one just never really hit home because it was very absurd, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was more interested because I think I saw that when I was probably five years old mm-hmm. at getting one of those little TVs that I could just have on my lap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's how he went. He had the headphones. And if you remember right, he was watching Miss America and his mom's like, well, you can't hear what she says. And she's like, who cares what she says? <laughs> and then he's getting Leave me some, alone with my half shirt. I'm about to get pump one out here. Um, I, that was kind of silly. It was great. It's just an inordinate amount of blood. It is a ridiculous amount of blood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. He can't weigh more than what? Buck 25? Like, no. I, I always thought the, uh, well, the initial blonde chick where she gets uh, gutted over. and flopped around the room. I and thought all that, that good was stuff. pretty dope. I thought that always looked great. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, let's get... Oh, speaking of which, did you see... I, I want to get one of these, but I'm... I don't know if I do want to get one of these or not. Uh, what's uh, uh, Fright Rags just released a uh, new T-shirt for the Dream Warriors. It's got it's got uh, the the five kids plus uh-huh. Heather Langenkamp, and they're walking out. It's like like the Warriors, you know the yeah. the movie. It's uh-huh. like that, but it says Dream Warriors. Oh, nice! It's pretty dope. I might have to pick that up if I can sneak it past the finance department. Oh, please! You just bought. You just. <laughs> Went in on a 7,000 DVD purchase. It's true. I think you'll be okay. But uh, as long as your wife gave you the thumbs up, then I, I can <laughs> Is use that. Is that the deciding I factor? I can use that as a bargaining oh, okay. chip. Well, Sarah's letting Jason do it, so. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Alan called again. Padded room, what's up? What's so, up, Alan? I did immersion therapy. Oh, okay. That Wow, that movie was I love Terrifier 1 and 2. Sure. All Hallows Eve. But I honestly think if I'd seen All Hallows Eve right out the gate, I don't know if I would have messed with Terrifier 1 and 2. <laughs> that third sketch in the wraparound story was only... Um, those were good. Yeah. That, that first one was pretty bad and got them. That second one. The aliens. It was the stupidest alien <laughs> yeah, that was, ever, that was ever seen. Dumb, man. That was a. Uh, it looked like. Uh, yeah, that's like an hour and a half. Of my NCAA mascot. Although I did like the third sketch and the wraparound. Wraparound was my favorite. Anyway, hope everybody's doing good. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Right on. Thanks for calling back, Alan. Sorry you didn't like uh, All Hollows Eve. That is all we have on the listener mail, Mr. Harold. Do you have anything for Alan, uh, Cooper, uh, Cowboy, or Tony? Thank y'all. Thank you guys. Can't wait to dig into clearing out the Tubi month mm-hmm. next month. Here comes Bur- some Velocipaster. <laughs> Let's get into a movie, senor. 
caring for your family during these times is admirable. But you only get one take at this life. If only they would just die. Pardon? Nothing. special dancing up on the screen like the pretty girls in the pictures I will not let you leave this farm again I'm worried there may be something real wrong with me rumor has it they only take one gal per town we're looking for someone with X factor has to be me how about a film nobody else has seen? Is it legal? Will be eventually. I know what I've done. Bad things. Terrible, awful, murderous things. I want to be loved from as many people as possible. Truth is, I'm not really a good person. It is Pearl from 2022. I just wish they'd die. Huh? <laughs> Uh, written and directed by Ty West, got a solid R rating, seven stars on IMDb, starring Mia Goth, David Cornswit, and Tandy Wright. This is the prequel, Jason Harold, to mm-hmm. X. Yep. And uh, it, I don't feel like it answers a lot of questions. I mean... It's my biggest issue with this whole movie. Is that it doesn't answer... It doesn't answer my one biggest question. Okay, we'll get to that. Let's let's do the rundown first. So we're, we're, we're bringing it back to 1918. Uh, onset of World War I and the Spanish flu, which apparently was kind of COVID-esque around about that time. A lot of people wearing masks and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, just being afraid to leave their houses and things like that. Um, so we're going to go right back to that farm, the same one we saw in X, except this time it's pristine. Everything's got a fresh coat of paint on it. Very pretty. Animals in the barn. Uh, the house looks immaculate. Well, it, look, it looks pretty good on the inside. Um, and we're going to meet Pearl, played by Mia Goth. She has big aspirations of being a star. She does. Jason. Now, what does a star mean exactly in 1918? They have movies, mm-hmm. um, silent films, and uh, they have movie theaters, so you can go to a movie theater. I think what she, she's wanting to be is like some kind of a chorus girl kind of a situation more than anything else, right? Maybe there were certain flappers, uh, flappers. known more than others. I'm not sure. I guess. I don't know. Uh, regardless, uh, she's there and she's like, uh, you know, talking to all of her, her farm animals. She's got her favorite cow. Uh, she's got like a, uh, goat that she, uh, talks to and it goes out to the barn every day and does like a little song and dance number for him and tells him how great she's going to be. And then a goose walks in and she's like, well, hey there, Mr. Goose. And then she kills it with a pitchfork 
and walks right out to the pond and feeds it to that big fucking alligator. Yep. Now the alligator is there, or would it be a crocodile? What's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Uh, one of them's got like a their teeth are all fucked up on the outside. Is that it? what it is? I have no idea. I'm not sure. I, I'll buy that. Sure. What am I, a marine biologist? <laughs> what do I look like? <laughs> Steve Irwin over here. Crikey! That's a porn star and a crocodile. <laughs> Tim will never listen to this show again. No, we don't really sound like that, do we, Luffy? No, of course not. I realize that probably sounded more British than anything. Fucking Yanks. <laughs> I am terrible at accents. Uh, anyway, she takes the dead goose out there after killing it with a pitchfork and feeds it to that goddamn crocodile. It's pretty big. But it's not nearly as big as it was in X. In X, it was like the size of a VW bus. I assume after some 60 years, it must have probably been a different crocodile. It could be. Yeah. Well, we're going to see some eggs coming right. here in a minute, too. So it could be, or it could be the same one. I have no idea what the lifespan of a alligator crocodile is. Yeah. Especially in rural Texas. Bumfuck. Bumfuck, Texas, yeah. I think it was. Uh, so that's pretty gnarly. Uh, there's the alligator. There's the pond that we know and love. So we're right back where we're right back where we want to be as far as X territory goes. Now about Mia Goth, I wouldn't call her attractive. You shouldn't in like the classical sense of somebody that I, I wouldn't say she's a pretty lady. And I, I'm not saying that based on this appearance or her appearance in X or anything. I'm just saying, like, l- l- looking at her from the neck up, she's not very attractive, right? No. Acting chops for real. Yeah. Uh, but, like, she's got kind of like an old lady face about her kind yeah. of thing. Real kind of scrunched up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has, like, a pig nose thing. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not that I mean to criticize. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say she exactly has a snout, but... <laughs> if her and I were in the third grade and I were looking to bully her, pig nose would be my name for her. <laughs> Just saying. Not that I condone that behavior. Hey, old lady pig face. <laughs> hey, old pig face lady. <laughs> Give me the kickball. <laughs> old lady pig face. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she goes out there. She feeds it to the crocodile. Uh, she comes back. We're going to learn a little bit more about her home life. Um, she has an overbearing mother who is German. By that, I mean speaks German. I'm not. We can't call her a Nazi because it's not World War II yet, but I assume that she fled Germany to get away from the war, and that it's a possibility. It's never really explored. Uh, Dad is a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a, I don't know what happened to him, and we're not going to get too much into that either, but he is a veggie. Yeah, they just say he's infirmed. Yes, you could say that. And but, I actually was Googling from what? Yeah. And um, uh, there was implications that it was from influenza. Okay. Um, I had to wonder if maybe they weren't keeping him that way, hmm. the way they were pumping him full of that... Uh, um, like morphine it was morphine sulfate liquid morphine sulfate yeah um i'm sure that was mainly just to ease his suffering but they were hitting him pretty hard with it and taking a couple pulls off it themselves <laughs> which was an interesting touch i'll take a swig see sure if, see what that feels like um anyway that sucks uh caring for dad is like a full-time job obviously you got to change him apparently uh pearl has no problem like uh taking a bath in front of him, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. And um, there's nothing incestuous 
in this movie, but I feel like that was on the menu. You know what I mean? Because Pearl is a very lonely young lady here at the farm. She's married, but her husband, Howard, is away uh, at war. Mm -hmm. And she... uh, well, she needs to uh, uh, take care of some, some needs. She needs to grind one out. She needs to double-click the mouse, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. And uh, I don't think Dad's penis was off limits, you know? Cause <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much action that thing's going to produce. I don't know, but he's not going to tell anybody, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> and things get a little weird here in this bathtub scene because she's like, first off, she's naked and sopping wet, and she's coming out of the bathtub, and she's like, oh, Daddy, is there anybody in there? I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm just, you know, self-imposing my own. Made me homesick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from there, the next day, she's got to go get dad's medicine, his prescription refilled. Apparently back then you could buy liquid morphine over the counter, which is sure. pretty awesome. Uh, she goes and gets it. She keeps the change. Uh, she goes to the movie theater to watch a show, takes a couple of pulls off the morphine. After the movie, uh, and by movie, I mean like a weird 18 minutes uh, of, of chicks kicking, dancing girl review yeah. with, uh, I don't know. That's all. That's about it, really. Yeah. They came out and danced around. A bunch of leg kicks. Yeah. <clears throat> it may have been a UFC situation. <laughs> it could have been. You know? <laughs> it might have been, it might have been Mortal Kombat. Uh, she's like hanging around in the alley and the projectionist comes out and he's like, hey, pretty lady. You want to come back and see the show again? You just knock on this door. I'll let you ride in there. Uh, She's like, yeah, okay. Ooh, sexy. And then she takes off on her bike. And on the way home, she stops at a cornfield because the projectionist gives her a little uh, film cell. Mm -hmm. And it blows out of her pocket. And she goes running through the cornfield trying to find the film cell. (laughs) And uh, basically ends up fucking a scarecrow. Yeah, the cornfield turned into a porn field. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm bum. That's why he makes the big bucks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, this have you? There's a, a certain episode of Tales from the Crypt that this brought me right back to. Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Give me more. Uh, so it starred Patricia Arquette and the guy from uh, Major League. I don't know his name, but he was like Tom. No, not Tom. Oh, Tom okay. Berenger. Right. It was like one. He was like a relief pitcher. I. Okay, I know about He it. was like a third-level guy. <laughs> I got you. Uh, but basically, Patricia Arquette is like on the run from the police, so she goes and takes work at this farm, and uh, the farmer uh, really wants to bang her because she's hot. The farmer's wife is this overbearing snatch, and uh, she hits Patricia Arquette in the head, and then she runs away, and she collapses next to the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And when she comes to, she thinks the scarecrow is, like, up and walking around. Mm-hmm. So she convinces herself that the scarecrow is alive, and every day she goes out there and, like, sings to the scarecrow and makes out with it. And then the farmer, who's horny for Patricia Arquette, gets the bright idea, I'm going to go out there and put the scarecrow outfit on and fuck Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. But when he does that, uh, the farmer's wife follows Patricia Arquette out there. And she's like, it's just a stupid scarecrow. And starts stabbing the shit out of it with a pitchfork and kills her husband. Oh, nice. So that kind of I thought that's where we were going here. Sure, We're kind of going to flirt with that a little bit, but yeah. not really. Anyway, uh, she fucks the scarecrow, which is interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting choice, but yep. you're in a cornfield and it's 1918 and who gives a shit? Uh, she goes back and um, from there we get like another, you know, some more more of her daily family life. Her mom is... A right cunt? I wouldn't... 
Uh, I, I don't know if I would describe her that way. She's a bit of a snatch, but she knows that Pearl is not right in the head. Mm-hmm. And she's. I think she's trying to keep Pearl away from everybody because she knows that there is a potential danger there. Um, and she she's German, which make like automatically kicks the cuntiness up to like sure. five. Yeah, you know, right off the bat, um, she is a bit of a snatch to Pearl, though. Yeah, overbearing mother, very authoritarian, very authoritarian. Uh, she's got to run the farm quite by the, herself. Quite the farm zealot. Oh yeah, yeah. she's got to run the farm by herself. Uh, pretty much, her husband's and, dick don't work. I uh, mean, she's, no, you know, nope. she's and you she's earned it. You can't find pornography in that. In that <laughs> very area. hard to come by. No, you got to go out and look at the cow. I mean, it's very hard <laughs> to come by. You can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no you porn back there. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of back and forth. A lot of I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, you're not. You got to stay out of here. Everybody hates Germans right now. If they find out we're German, then we're going to get fucked with. Uh, plus, they have this Spanish flu paranoia thing going on. Next day, her sister-in-law rolls up, Mitzi, mm-hmm. who is blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect. Uh, Mitzi is going to be Howard's sister. So she rolls up. She's like, hey, good to see you, hey, Pearl. And Pearl's like, yeah, man, I miss you guys. I don't see you too often. So, Mom's keeping me quarantined here with this shit. And Mitzi's mom, which would be Pearl's mother-in-law, brings... Uh, Pearl and her family a glazed pig. I, I'll go in on a glazed ham. I don't mm-hmm. want to see the thing looking back at me. No, you know what I mean. I'm not into that. But this thing is like a full piglet mm-hmm. sitting in a pot with a shit-eating grin on its face. Had me a goth nose. <laughs> Had me a goth nose <laughs> covered in like brown sugar. I'm gonna eat it, but I'm gonna cut the head and the feet off first because yeah. that's just weird. I don't want to. That thing looking at me. You <laughs> Too know? much personality. You know, I've seen the uh, piglet, Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, it's a little too endearing. Yeah, just saying, man. And it's like the size of a small child, too. It's freaking oh, me. Well, am I wrong? <laughs> no, not, I am not. Not to bring back Serbian film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. It's about the size of a small child. Apparently, uh, Mitzi's mom and Pearl's mom go back and forth. And ba- I think Pearl's mom was like, no, we don't want your charity or something like that. So Mitzi's mom just leaves the pig on the on the porch, and then they haul ass. But before that, Mitzi and Pearl are hanging out in the barn, and Mitzi tells Pearl about a big uh, church dance Mm-hmm. Like an audition. Yeah. It was an audition being held at like a church or... It's going to be like a traveling church dance road show kind of mm-hmm. a deal. Yeah. And uh, everybody's going to audition. Mitzi is so excited. She's going to audition. And Pearl's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a huge star. It's going to be amazing. So uh, they get all worked up about this thing. Uh, Mitzi and her mom take off, which is great. So after that, tensions kind of rise between uh, Pearl and her mom. Things get even weirder. She really, eventually she comes clean with her mom. and She's like, hey, audition. I'm going to go try out for it. And she's like, no, you are not. And this is like the culmination of a big uh, scene, like mm-hmm. a, during a storm, too. So you know nothing good's going to happen. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. They actually get into a bit of a fist fight here in the kitchen over dinner, mm-hmm. Jason. And... Uh, Somehow, like, the pushing and the shoving ends up, like, pushing mom into the fireplace, which causes her dress to completely mm-hmm. engulf in flames. 
Uh, Pearl, thinking she's doing a good thing, grabs a boiling pot of stew and throws it on her. I mean, it did put the fire out. It did. So there's that. Bad news, mom is now severely burned all over her body. She's like laying on the floor. Uh, uh, Pearl, kind of in a moment of panic, just kind of drags her and throws her down into that cellar. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we know that cellar. We've seen it. We know what, what is going to later transpire in the 1960s mm-hmm. and 70s. In that good episode. times. I wouldn't call it good times. Well, good times for Pearl. <laughs> sure. Not for anybody else. Um, throws her in the cellar. She's still alive at this point, though. Uh, from there, Pearl has like a further moment of panic where she just hops on her, her little bicycle and hauls ass into town. Goes right to the movie theater, bangs on the door, and immediately fucks the projection. <laughs> and then bangs on the guy. <laughs> pretty much. But not before, and this part I thought was actually pretty cool. Not before he shows her a porno. Mm-hmm. 1920 style porno, yeah. which is almost quaint in a way. I want to say, and I may be incorrect, that that was actual ye it old was. porn. It was okay. ye, old, ye, old, All right. ye old porn, as <laughs> yeah. you put it. <laughs> Ye old money shot. <laughs> Ye <laughs> old muff diving. <laughs> Ye old that, that, that chick had a beastly bush. Oh, boy. That was a serious bush. <laughs> uh, yeah, those shrubs have not been trimmed in a while. Uh, it's it's an actual porno called A Free Ride. Mm. It is, uh, nobody knows its country of origin. The projectionist said it was from France, and that's as good a guess as anybody, because nobody knows where... It actually came from, or yeah. who shot it, or what the hell. But uh, it is an actual porn. We get to see some... Gotta love public domain porn. Public, <laughs> can you beat off to it? <laughs> pubic, no. pubic domain. But like I said, it is fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, you don't get to see much other than the fact that they are having sex. And we get this kind of reminiscent conversation between Pearl and uh, the projectionist about how this is going to revolutionize things and everything's going to change after this. Mm-hmm. He's, whoever gets in on this is going to be a huge star. And it's pretty much the same conversation had between uh, Maxine and the producer mm-hmm. in X, which is pretty cool, I thought. Uh, needless to say, she goes on to have sex with him. Wakes up the next morning. She's like, ah, shit, let me get up out of here. Because he's got like a weird... Uh, cot set up there in the projection booth of the. Th- He's basically squatting in yeah. the movie theater, mm-hmm. which I guess is something you can do. Uh, he's like, "Well, let me give you a ride home in my car." So he takes drives her home. Now nothing has changed since last night. Burnt up mom is still in the basement, half clinging to life. Dad is still uh, in the kitchen, sort of thinking about eating dinner or whatever. Drool, drooling. Drooling. And uh, the big, uh, you know, there's dinner all over the place and shit's all over the floor and all that. She's like, oh, uh, you know what? Give me two seconds. She runs inside, kind of pushes dad out of the way, and then brings the projectionist in. And he's like, what the fuck happened here? She's like, oh, uh, our dog got in here and made a big mess and took off. Fucking thing. You believe it? Anyway, come on up. I'm going to show you my bedroom. And fuck you again. Uh, they go up to the bedroom and she like attack smooches him and she's like on top of him. She wants to get it get it on again. I get that, uh, but mom is still clinging to life in the basement. She's like banging on the wall. So eventually the projectionist is like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go check that out. I think there's something going on. And she's like, no, just fuck me, you asshole. He's like, that no, just give me. I'll be right back. Uh, he goes downstairs and that's where he finds like the mess with the. She blames it on the dog. And then uh, he's like, uh, 
I think I'm going to get up out of here. And she's like, well, wait, don't leave. Let me show you my favorite animals. So she takes him out to the barn and introduces him to Bob the cow and Mrs. Goat or whatever the hell she calls him. And then he's like, oh, uh, well, where's that It's dog? Billy the goat. Oh, I, I think it was a female. No, Billy goat. Okay, just, I got you. I joke. got you. I'm just not going to humor. This is farm humor. I'm not going to humor that. <laughs> <laughs> your disgusting farm humor. <laughs> so uh, eventually he's like, oh, yeah, where's that dog? Uh, I like dogs. And she's like, we don't have a dog. And he's like. This lion snatch. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. You, good luck on your audition. I should probably go ahead and... This is where she throws the switch and goes right into psycho mode. You can't leave me! Why are you leaving? What did I do wrong? What's your problem? Get back here! And he's like, I just got to get out of here. Turned into a level 12 clinger. Yeah, and uh, when Mia Goth turns on the crazy face, it goes from old lady pig snout to crazy face pigs i'm going to eat you <laughs> pigs out i will literally open up this massive maw of a mouth and swallow your fucking asshole went from cute little piglet to wild boar <laughs> that's what it is seen that movie tusk she's coming at you uh and she's like beyond psycho at this point uh he gets into his car and she like somehow Hauls ass around the car and gets in front of it with an at or a pitch pitchfork, pitchfork mm-hmm. and stabs him to death with a pitchfork. He gets out and she stabs him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, loads the body up, sinks. And, and then the best part was like not only had she impaled that thing through his face, yeah. but then she just takes her foot and yeah, which is even worse. Nice man. Uh, she loads the body up in the car and sinks the car into the uh, the pond there where. Mm-hmm. The the alligator or whatever Zeta was was what she named it uh, is disposing of the remains. So that's pretty gnarly. That is probably our first official kill because mom is still clinging to life at this point. Um, but before she does that, they she has this conversation with the the projectionist back in the movie theater about how she's going to uh, audition for this church dance troupe. And she's going to be a huge star. She just wants to get the fuck out of this town and away from her Nazi mom. And uh, it would be much easier if they were just both die, is what she kind of comes to the conclusion of. Um, Now she goes back inside. Uh, Basically, mom at this point has already passed. Uh, She just takes a pillow and smothers dad, gets him out of the equation. And from there, we jump into... Our big audition. It's big audition time. She goes upstairs, gets her big red dress on. She t- she swiped the hat off the uh, scarecrow, the scarecrow mm-hmm. and she's wearing the shit out of that thing. Yeah. She is married to that it's fucking It's like Rose hat. the Hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not as attractive, though, as Rose the Hat. Maybe by 1918 standards. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, things are weird back then, I guess. You didn't have Tinder or Grinder <laughs> or... Any of those fucking apps. Anyway, uh, she goes to the uh, the big audition. Mitzi is there waiting for her. Uh, gets inside and puts on her best wholesome uh, kind of... Uh, it's not a burlesque thing. It's more like a... Uh, how would you describe that dance, Jason? Hey, it's like one of those... Um, it's like a Betty Boop. A war... Not propaganda, but like a, one of them wartime... Um, Kind of like uh, motivational things to, sure. to have everybody back here in the States rooting for all of our guys overseas. Yeah. 
It's, it's it was very that. Yeah, it's, uh, with a lot of I wouldn't thirties scatting. <laughs> a lot of that. I wouldn't say it was hot. No, I would hope was, not. It was probably hot by nineteen eighteen standards because you know they're pretty girls and they're dancing. And when they kick their legs up just so, you can sort of see like a knicker or whatever. Or like a Vulgarity, sp- jeez. Like, like there's like a spat under there or whatever. The, whatever that was the, a hedge. Whatever, whatever you call that thing. Uh, but it was kind of suggestive. And it's like a stack of beaver, beaver pelts. <laughs> It'll keep you warm in the winter. It will. Curl up inside that thing, you're good. Uh but then, like, she starts, like, getting all up in her head, and she's imagining these choreographed dancers behind her, and she's putting on this big number with lots of uh, smiling and twirly-twirls and flip-de-doos and flip-de-don'ts. And um, at the end, she, like, just does her Betty Boop smile, and she's like, okay, I'm a big star now. And they're like, no. Yeah, fuck no. yourself. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, you and your snout, please exit to the right. <laughs> when she she then starts like begging and pleading, no, I'm a star, I'm a star. And they're like, no, sweetie, you don't have that X factor. Another callback to X. Yeah. So whatever it was, and it, I, I feel like Ty West was trying to say something here. I think probably more about Maxine than Pearl. But that was one of the producer's big selling points was that Maxine had the "Quote unquote X factor." Yeah, and now Pearl is being rejected because she doesn't, mm-hmm. which kind of adds to the animosity that we saw in X. Maybe whatever the X factor was, Pearl saw in Maxine and made her want to fucking kill everybody and fuck a bunch of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Also, anyway, uh, she freaks right out, goes outside, starts ugly crying uh, alongside the building, and then eventually goes home. Uh, Mitzi shows up and she's like, "Hey." So, how's things, you know? Uh, f- from here, they Pearl is having like a full-on breakdown. Um, Mitzi got the part. Mitzi got the part. Pearl knows Mitzi got the part. Mitzi's like trying to console Pearl. And she's like, okay, well, you know, think. don't worry about the stupid fucking dance thing you got you got it going on here dude you got your own farm howard's gonna be back in a little bit and pearl's like well there's a lot of things i didn't tell howard i should say i don't know how to say it so mitzi offers to basically play the role of howard and let pearl kind of go off on her or tell her whatever she needs to say just to kind of i guess get in get into it get that off her chest in a weird way so from here we actually get a very impactful monologue from pearl nailed it man Acting wise, just fucking smashed it. Yeah, I think that's a long dialogue. It is, and it's all one continuous take. And Pearl mon- goes monologue. on about uh, she likes killing animals, and she thinks she may have hurt some people, and she thinks that there's something wrong with her, but she doesn't know how to what what it is or how to fix it, and she doesn't want to tell anybody because she doesn't want to be uh, ostracized by the farming community. And uh, also, apparently, she was pregnant at one point, but she lost the baby, and she didn't want to tell Howard. And this goes on for what? Probably a good five, six minutes. Right? Yeah, she pretty much reveals almost everything. everything. I fucked a projectionist, uh, <laughs> laid waste to my parents. Uh, they're in the basement, and they're rotting away. Um, really just lays it all out there. At the end, Mitzi's like, yeah, yeah, well... That I could help. 
I'm going to get the fuck out of here as fast as I possibly can. And she's like, oh, well, okay, congratulations on the part. And Mitzi's like, I didn't get the part. She's like, no, I know you got it. She's like, no, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No, I know you got it. No, 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 that wasn't me. She's like, no, you got it. (laughs) She's like, all right, I got it. But uh, eh, that's nothing. It's just a little dance thing. And then Mitzi's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and go. And then Pearl just nonchalantly gets up, follows her out, picks up an axe, about this time, Mitzi is at a full sprint because she knows nothing <laughs> yeah. good's about to happen. Yeah. And Pearl chases her down and kills her with the axe. Dismembers her, throws her body into the pond where Theta the alligator takes care of it. And uh, yeah, from there, she goes back into the house, does a weird move with the fucking like now five-day-old rotting glazed pig that mm-hmm. has been on the doorstep the whole time. Sets up like a nice dinner for mom and dad. They're rotting, disgusting bodies. Uh, puts them both in front of the table and then just goes on about the farming business in her elegant red dress and top hat. Uh, cut to, I guess, a couple days after that when Howard shows up to this bizarro, grisly, Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque dinner. And Pearl's like, oh, I'm so glad you're home. And you get that giant Mia Goth psycho smile with tears coming out of her eyes mm-hmm. as the, uh, what do you call that? The Yeah, the, like the, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> like the dial, not, dilating, like uh, the tightening asshole. That's what it is. Lens. The tightening ha- asshole <laughs> in the end. And that's pretty much your movie there, Jason. What'd you think of Pearl? And you got the uh, little Maxine kind of snippet thing for the next one you've probably seen it since. i've seen it but that was not on the blu-ray that i got uh, i don't know I, I it was in theater was it um from what i heard at I'm least i'm sure it's in the special feature somewhere uh you know so i decided that uh any of these movies that we do that i've seen before i was going to watch with uh commentary oh okay um this had no commentary really yeah i was really disappointed did you watch it on blu-ray yeah it has no commentary track yeah hugely disappointing but uh so what'd you think i uh, i enjoyed it um a vast departure from x i was gonna say if you're looking for something in the vein of x you may be disappointed Uh i think tony's assertion of this not being a horror film is probably accurate i read uh one review that called this the female joker (coughs) we get to see one Young lady that a lot of uh, chicks might empathize with, go down the deep road, the deep end, down the into the deep end of of madness on a somewhat sliding tra- trajectory. The same way we saw Joaquin Phoenix do in the Joker. My biggest issue with this movie is that I don't think it does what a prequel should, and that's to give you a full story. Like I, I don't think there's, I don't think they flesh out her enough. To give you all of the meat and potatoes of how she goes to become who she becomes. I agree. Because even as extreme as she is by the end of Pearl, it's by no stretch of the imagination. Fucking horny, chain-up dudes, rapist, sex beast, 80-year-old lady, uh, as in X. Murderous, just horn dog. <laughs> like, this Pearl is just off-kilter, for well, sure. yeah. Um, but they don't even like really play up the sexuality very much. Yeah. She fucks a scarecrow. Okay. Who hasn't? And a projectionist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like not a lot of 
a lot of the sexuality stuff really isn't played up. Not really. And uh, that's like the, the most compelling or that's the strongest kind of characteristic of Pearl in X is just she's a raging nympho. Right. Uh, this chick likes to get her rocks off every now and again. Yeah. I think this is probably show, showing the the stepping off point that leads to the raging nympho the, yeah. old lady. So you got to remember there's like four decades mm-hmm. in between Pearl sure. and X. Yeah. So, I, so I mean, I guess if I guess if Howard comes back and it's like she said in her monologue, uh, will you really be with me until death do us part? Right. And so no matter what he comes back to, he loves his woman. And, right. he, and he, that's his ride or die. So he overlooks that stuff, sticks with her, and then spends, you know, the next countless decades with her. Being so I guess, yeah. So I guess um, it it would be definitely a good kicking off point. Right. I just don't, I don't feel like it was, it went far enough. I, I, I needed to see a little bit more of that progression um, just to kind of feel like i got a nice full backstory i think what we needed was like a 20 to 30 year span in this all we got was like a what like a month maybe yeah a couple weeks if that well a couple days really judging by the uh maggot count on that glazed yeah that's true you might be might have just been like a day and a half really um but yeah i think this was supposed to be like the the stepping off point to where she goes from being the the off sorts uh, farm girl to diving headlong into just nymphomania and murder. Now, the mom did allude to her being off her rocker, right? But we don't know to what extreme. No. So she she says, "I see the things you you do when you don't think anybody's looking." Right. All right, that could just be squishing an egg or killing a goose. Right. Um. Maybe fucking a scarecrow. I'm not sure. Like, what what has she done without kind of knowing some of the stuff that she sees her do? You you don't really know because up to that point, we just know okay, she killed a goose, but she also fed the other animal. True. Like she's basically just taking care of one animal. Yeah. By feeding it food to another animal. Yeah. Now she was a little weird with the the egg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was confusing. Uh, I just don't feel like it was fleshed out enough. I get that. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I'm no. A, I'm a no. huge fan of X, and this fits into the X mythology. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, probably not, but maybe down the road we'll get another a, a Pearl sequel that will further flesh that out. Uh, but first, we're getting a X sequel, Maxine. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm very hopeful of that one. Me too. And I really look forward to uh, them kind of capturing that era the 80s yeah yeah that's gonna be dope man <laughs> because it. he does that very well yeah yeah that's like his forte is yeah. making these retro style movies mm-hmm. right on dude let's take us a little break and we'll do some other stuff huh bye Found. Scott 
Jackson had a pregnant girlfriend, Pearl Bryan was her name. He and Alonzo Walling met her at the train. That night a plot unfolded, poor Pearl lost her life. Scott and Alonzo both hung for that crime. I think Pearl is safe now. They gave her head and Yes, <laughs> 
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, Jason Harrell. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, you know, I like to... I like to fantasize about the farmer's daughter mm-hmm. and having like a weird random sexual encounter. You can't do that anymore, dude. You know? No? No. You're going to bring home the clap if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, that's all you're getting. Worst case scenario, uh, you get somebody pregnant. You get a psycho stripper. You know? you're been, Before you know it, you're being fed to an alligator. Jason. See, that's why he's stuck around. That's why our old man sticks around. It's that crazy pussy. Is that what it is? That's oh, what I'm it is. sure she banged the balls right off him. <laughs> Towards the end, he couldn't even get it up anymore. He's like, stop. <laughs> please. No. No more. No more, please. <laughs> Go fuck the mutant down in the basement. I'm all out of testosterone. I'll kidnap another delivery guy for you, I promise. <laughs> it's nasty, man. Are you ready to get into this week's meat hook, Jason? Heck yeah. Let's get it on. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three prequels in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Hit me with number three, Jason. I had about three that were time for number three. But at the end, I finally decided that, because there's really not a, there's not a lot of really good, just strong prequels. Okay. I uh, but I went Annabelle Creation. Okay. Really enjoyed that. Now, let me ask you this about annabelle creation mm-hmm. does the um the badness or the suckitude mm-hmm. of the first annabelle movie make the prequel better because it's a strong <laughs> that, that right. first annabelle that first movie one's was pretty shit, rough yeah but then creation came and there, there was a pretty good trajectory there uh, there was a very low bar so i guess it did have points going for it already out the gate that. it couldn't have been worse uh, no, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot yeah. worse, but it's still. No, I, I just thought it had. Uh, it was a strong enough backstory and kind of. I just thought overall it was uh, pretty good. I liked it. I liked yeah, it like uh, even with overlooking the first one. A lot of little Easter eggs there for the Conjuring universe too. I keep actually meaning to go back to rewatch the first one just to see if it is as bad as what I initially it thought. Is. It's bad. It's. Uh, there's a lot of dumb shit, and uh, especially the the demon when it finally shows up in the basement of the apartment building. I'm not I'm not going to ruin that for you. I'll let that do it for itself. Okay. Uh, my number three. I'm probably going to get some crap for this, All and I'm prepared right. to field the crap that I'm going to receive. My number three, mm-hmm. Leatherface. That was my tie with really? Annabelle Creation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you like about Leatherface? Um. I just I enjoyed it, I, and, and it's been a while since I've seen it. Right, but so I pretty much have to go off of what I rated them at the time. Okay, um, I just and again maybe it's the low bar because I'm not a big Texas Chainsaw fan. Right, uh, 
I just thought it was well done, well shot. I thought it was visually pretty. Sure. Um, and just interesting. It actually had, you know, it, far it, more to interest me than just hack and slash. You it, know? Was, it felt more like a, like a weird crime drama than, than a horror movie to me. What I loved about it so much was the, the, the exploration of the Sawyer family lore. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, you got to see Creighton Sawyer mm-hmm. as this, this uh, kind of shredded looking, you know, handsome, but still you could tell just a little bit of crazy in behind, behind those eyes. And then Lily Taylor as Verna Sawyer was probably not the, the, the casting choice that I would have made, but she did pretty good. And going back to the, so that movie would have taken place like early '60s. Sawyer's at that point were like this weird backwoods crime family, um, with a little bit of uh, possibly eat your ass, sure, or fuck our cousins while we're doing it, yeah. kind of a thing going on. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that. I did not like the handling of Bubba Sawyer himself. Mm-hmm. His name is not Jackson. It cannot be Jackson Sawyer. You know what I'm saying? That is a millennial name. I'll write that off. But up until the very end, he's portrayed as like this kind of cunning, uh, one step ahead of Stephen Dorff type of a dude. And you know, but he's got that big fat kid with him, and you're thinking that's Leatherface right there. Yeah. Until the fat kid gets riddled with bullet holes. And, and I like that they pull the wool over my eyes with that. Me too. I just don't know that that's very true to the character. But yeah. I did uh, that. Withstanding, I like the the deep dive into Sawyer family lore. Yeah, and uh, kind of you know the way the, there was like five or uh, Nubbins was in there. Mm-hmm. Ch- Chop Top was kind of briefly mentioned for a second, but then he was off to fight the war. Uh, I like that, and I'm a big Sawyer dork, so I really enjoyed that. That's my and it had three. Stephen Dorff. It did have Stephen Dorff. Bonus points. All five foot two of them. Just like just like Dorff. Stephen Dorff on golf. Tim <laughs> <laughs> uh, Conway classic. <laughs> yep. But you got a number two, big guy. <laughs> number two, pray. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's just a strong, strong movie. I like it a lot. Um, I'll get more into that when we discuss my number one. Well, <laughs> spoiler not alert. To, not to let that cat out of the bag. Okay, well, um, then you're number two then. Well, so, all right, well, I'll get into that in a minute. My number two, Insidious Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, coming together story of, uh, what's her name, Celine? Elise. Elise. Elise and Tucker Specs and Specs. And, yeah. Yeah. Tucker and Specs are always great. Um, I like how they come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how you, you get to see uh, Elise kind of being just kind of this rogue psychic and trying to... She wants to help, but she's got the fucking shit in her basement and all that stuff. And then once she kind of, you know, Tucker and Specs and their fucking, uh, like, Bait mom's basement Dorcas kind of yeah. uh, ghost hunting situation. Yeah. They kind of key into each other, and then they become what they become. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she doesn't live very long right. getting into the franchise. But then she comes back as a whole That's a whole other thing there. I think I probably like the Insidious movies more than the Conjuring movies. And you can fight me over that. <laughs> uh, I like... I would now. I, we love all of it, okay. but um, I think I'd have to go Conjuring over Insidious. The only reason I I, I love the Conjuring movies too. Mm-hmm. The only reason I like Insidious more is because when you get into the 
conjuring universe, there's a lot of softballs in there. Just like we just talked about Annabelle, the first yeah. one. Uh, the Nun. Mm-hmm. No, that's a dud. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, uh, Lost Key is, um, or yeah. yeah, is it Lost Key? Something like that. Um, that's a little weak. That's a little I mean, weak. it's got its, you know, its moments, but yeah. uh, it's got a lot of weakness. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just didn't care as much for Insidious 2 as I did for one, uh, Part 1. I think I liked Big, big fan of Part 1. I'm a, I think I was a bigger fan of Part 2. The Bride in Black. Mm-hmm. That is a nasty customer. And when you find out it's actually a dude, that makes it... Because now you think, you're think you thinking, oh, it's just some crazy bitch. No, he could probably kick your ass. <laughs> that makes it worse in a way, right. if you ask me. And he's got weird sexual things with his mom mm-hmm. and all that. And he's dead. Yep. So he can fuck around in your closet. You don't know, man. And he looks damn good in an evening dress. I, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, how about number one, Jason? Number one, Paranormal Activity 3. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, Sarah's number one as well. I get that. Um, I like that one a lot, too. Um, I think the best part of that is watching the kind of the fuckery or the... I guess MacGyverness of taking 1980s technology yeah. and trying to to make it into a found footage thing, mm-hmm. which is actually rather ingenious in a way. Yeah, like when he straps the camcorder to the oscillating fan. Oh yeah, brilliant! It's scary as shit too, man. Yeah, when it comes and then there's the the sheet and then it goes back and it's and just it comes so back. slow to get to those <laughs> to those <laughs> scenes. Yes. Very tenuous. I yeah. love that about it. Great movie. Uh, love that. Probably my favorite out of the out of the entire franchise, right there. Is yeah. part three. Uh, my number one is Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, great show. Uh, answered a lot of questions about uh, previous Predator movies mm-hmm. that I had, namely about that pistol and where the fuck that came from. Um, on top of that, there was just enough uh, little Easter eggs to where I could just kind of you know it was like. Wink at the TV. Every sure. I, I see that there, what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. There are some issues there with Prey. Oh, of course. Mainly, I feel like in the dialogue. You're not going to see two Native American uh, Indians from the 1800s use phrases like, you got this, sis. No. No. Yeah. And from what I understand, there's like a uh, a version out there where they speak only in Lakotan or whatever uh, yeah. dialogue they had. Yeah, but the unfortunate and I was when I heard that I was instantly in. Um, I was really wanting to watch that in its native tongue, mm-hmm. but I think they still speak in English. There's just an audio track. Oh. Of that language, oh, okay. so it's not going to like line up with their mouths. Right. So okay. otherwise, they would have had to have shot it twice. Sp- yeah, yeah. All right. Well, which was di- to me was disappointing. Yeah. Um. um Arnett, I loved it, man. Yeah. No, it's great. I will it watch really uh, Predator versus Bear on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I really, what I should do is make the make my flag football team watch that mm-hmm. and be like. We're the bear. Every other team that we play is the predator. Yeah. This is how they're fucking us up. I can't probably show that to eight-year-olds. Well, Dad, we need cloaking devices. <laughs> Clearly. Right on, man. Uh, what does Sarah got on her top three? Uh, she couldn't put together a, a top three. Okay. Um, she's like, I was Googling my ass off. I, could, <laughs> I couldn't find any damn prequels. But number one, Paranormal Activity 3. Easy enough. I would also give a uh, honorable mention to Amityville 2, The Possession, mm-hmm. which was more of a 
retelling of the DeFeo murders as opposed to the, the haunting shit. Yeah. Uh, pretty creepy and very incestuous. <laughs> with, uh, dude. With Look, that, if you're trying to sell me, I'm down. I'm <laughs> I, know, I already knew you were. <laughs> uh, when uh, the, him and his sister get into that weird um, kind of, it wasn't a truth or dare thing. It was more like a do whatever I say thing and the clothes starts coming off. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then they start making out. The sister's like, eh, I don't know, but he's already on all up on her. Yeah. Hey, whoa. Right <laughs> on, man. Uh, inmates, we would love to know what your top three prequels are in horror. Hit us up on the mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275, or get us on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. But now, my friends, I'm afraid we have to tell you what we got to watch this week. In a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Yeah, I saw I saw you I saw you logged that on Letterbox. Oh man. It's bad. Is it? It is bad. You Worse, haven't seen it yet? No. Worse than bad. three. It is. Yes. That's yes. what everybody Def- says. Yes. And that is saying a lot. It makes three look pretty good by comparison. <laughs> Number one, uh, it doesn't look like the Creeper to me. That, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, the, the Creeper, as I recall, it's been a long time since I've seen those movies, was a big imposing Kind of a thing. You know, it looked like, uh, even if it didn't have wings and all that shit, it looked like it could still kick your ass. It looked like The Undertaker with wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, this guy is short. I don't know who he is, but he is not. <laughs> it's Steven Dorf. <laughs> oh, shit. He's the new creeper. Dorf on Dorf creeper. Dorf creeping. <laughs> Uh, the makeup is not the same. They, they did, like, try to do, like, a weird... I guess like a fucking like a tusk thing or something. Mm, yeah, they tra- they tried like to a predator mouth kind of, but they still tried to keep like the pedal like exploding yeah. head situation. But it just it just it didn't look like him to me at all. I heard nope. the CGI is real shit in that's, it too. That's the other problem. Like Phantasm Five shit. Well, quite possibly yes. But the, the the biggest problem I have is that a good three quarters of the movie mm-hmm. is shot against green screen. Yeah. And cheap green screen. Right. Blatantly obvious green screen. Now, that's fine. I get it. There are certain uh, sets that you can't build and sure. things like that. Problem is, the scenes that were shot against green screen were like in a field. Yeah. You mean to tell me... <laughs> You're not going to find one of those anywhere. You mean to tell me you couldn't find a field <laughs> at night? Cemetery. Yeah. You can buy fake tombstones off Amazon for 10 bucks a piece. They probably didn't have the budget to light it. Then you shouldn't make a Jeepers Creepers movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. But the, the worst, I mean, okay, so it, there's a lot of issues with this. In this version, and I don't want to spoil anything, there's like a creeper cult that sets people up for him and kind of sacrifices them to him. But on top of that, there's a like a creeper convention that takes place, creeperthon, creepercon kind yeah. of a deal. Was, <laughs> I think they tried to make it like some kind of a true crime, uh, paranormal convention or something like that, but that just defeats the whole purpose. Because mm-hmm. if you're the creeper cult, of course you're going to go to creepercon. 
That's and on top of that, if you're staying in line with the mythology of Jeepers Creepers, the creeper has to pick out the parts that he wants. Yeah, he doesn't just take what you give him. I think that was people's strongest gripe was that it kind of it destroyed the uh, it the mythos. Took a lot of shits on the way things go, yeah. and I I don't want to ruin it for you. If you want to check it out, by all means, no. Um, all right, you're strapped to a chair. You're forced to pick between one of two movies: okay. that or Diary of the Dead. I'll pro- I'll probably watch this again. I'll pro- I'll, I'll take Jeepers Creepers Reborn over Diary of the Dead. Bold statement, because at least I can say that Jeepers Creepers Reborn was made by a nobody who pro- this is probably his first movie. Sure, Diary of the Dead. I have to watch knowing that this was created. By the same guy that did my favorite movie of all time, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Which pisses me off even more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to look at, buddy. What do you got? Yes. I got to rewatch uh, Megan on Peacock. It's the unrated version. Uh, the runtime's the same as the theatrical version. They just basically added in the blood. But still a very fun movie to watch. I'm going to watch uh, it. I'm going to watch it. It's week. really fun. Yeah. It's just... A good, fun, light movie to watch. So you can confirm that she does not actually have a Gatling gun. And no Gatling gun. Flamethrower. Sorry to tell you. Jetpack. Maybe in the sequel. Damn it. (laughs) I wanted her to, like, take on the Russian army or something. Next time. Go back in time to kill somebody else. Right on, man. That's all you're looking at? That's it. All righty. How about some immersion therapy, Jason? Immersion therapy. You didn't like All Hallows Eve. I can feel it. Uh, I I can feel the hatred <laughs> radiating off you. I liked uh, some of the visuals. Okay. I liked art. I liked the a lot of the the scenes, uh, the kills. What I didn't like, what I didn't like, was that it doesn't tell a story it doesn't give me it's not a good like movie right. or a good story it's basically just a bunch of snippets to me that aren't really tied together very well oh it's an anthology you know yeah but i don't feel like there's a, like a, a wraparound that really explains anything at all i mean other than the kid getting the videotape putting his his candy bag yeah that's that's really about it so, um uh, so uh you know it, it was kind of weak because of that, but right. uh, I mean, I still appreciate it. Sure, I like seeing art, like I said, and um, I mean, some still good effects, like that one chick who's uh, she wakes up, she's got all of her limbs cut off, including her tits. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, I really like that. They, you know, they actually cut her tits off too. <laughs> I'm glad and I'm like, oh, that. I didn't even see that, so I rewound it real quick <laughs> just so I could see that. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not big on anthology movies just because I know there's going to be a stinker in there. Even, even the best ones like a VHS. Yeah. I'm not, not all of them are are that great. Not all the segments are that great VHS. Um, this one, I, I, I like this one mainly because of the wraparound. I'm a sucker for anything that takes place on Halloween. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. Uh, that being said, I think. That that 
I think Alan nailed it with that stupid fucking alien one in the middle. Yeah. That really killed it for me. Those aliens were dumb as shit. <laughs> Those were like... They uh, were pretty bad. They were like uh, NCAA mascot, spirit Halloween store grade aliens, you know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you expect me to be scared of those things? It was pretty bad. And God bless that actress. She tried her ass off to sell it to us. Yeah. But it was still just these big, dumb, head, big-headed things bobbing around. So is part two better than one? Because I, I, I bought part two and part one. So did I. I don't recall it being anything to write home about. Okay. Um, I'm not even 100% sure the art's in that one. Okay. I might uh, throw it on sometime this week. See if I can uh, find a find you a gem in the rough. All right, in All Hallows Eve too, my friend. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but if you're no. in, if you're no, no, kidding me, we're about to watch Birdemic for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's uh, if if you're in the mood for an anthol a low budget anthology, uh, Damien Leone, I think directed two of these segments. Um, Good practical effects, like the the gas station situation. That one was all right, I guess. Um, it's fine. It's got art in it, and he's being Art the Clown. Yep. In typical Art the Clown fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, why not check it out? Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Sledgehammer from 1982. This one is streaming on Shudder. It stars Ted Pryor and Linda McGill. Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same in Compare Notes next week. But now it is time to educate Darian. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I go to a high school. I'm a high school student, Jason. Are you? I am, and uh, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm experimenting. I'm. Uh, me and my girlfriend. We're. We're thinking about possibly having sex with each other at mm-hmm. some point. And uh, the local drug dealers have gotten themselves a batch of weed that is contaminated with nuclear waste. We try some out at a party. We get down. Before you know it, we're having. Banana sex dreams about me having a nine-foot boner and her getting pregnant and giving birth to something shooting out of her belly button. And uh, my penis, your, your penis shot out of her belly button. Yeah, it's <laughs> nine foot long. Why wouldn't Alrighty. It? Uh, and the the local um, honor society has really taken a turn for the worst, and they're probably going to raid the high school on their motorcycles and uh, blow the place up. Using a laser and the uh, <laughs> sludge monster that my girlfriend gave birth to. I am, of course, class of Newcomb High, Jason Harrell. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful movie. Yeah, that mountainous cock <laughs> will keeps, forever be in my mind. The best part is he wakes up, he sees it, he's got a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> and then he goes and beats up a bunch of uh, thugs. It's great. Yeah, I used to watch that one. Uh, I kind of alternate between that and um, Toxic Avenger quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, the, the, the TNA count in both those movies for a young man. Yeah. <laughs> off the charts. You can beat off anytime you like. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I uh, am also 
I'm again a drug dealer. <laughs> and I had a, a big deal lined up uh, with my, my drug connection. And it was all going to go down at the circus. Uh, we went into the, uh, the haunted funhouse thing where we were going to make our big exchange. And uh, at the last minute, I decided to fuck this guy, stabbed him, took, took his supply of drugs, and hauled ass. Uh, unfortunately, the circus carnival security saw the whole thing, and now they're coming after me. I better kidnap the magician and make him take me and my knucklehead friends to his mystery mansion to, uh, to hunker down until the heat dies down. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like a great idea, Jason. Who knows what's going on inside this mansion? Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I will drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Join us next week for Birdemic in cleaning out Fuck Tony's, yeah. Tony's uh, to-be-watch list. It's a f- bunch of fucking shit, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it as politely as I can. Um, thank you very much, of course, for joining us. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. We do have a Patreon campaign running. I'm going to take control of April. I've got something in mind for April. Uh, May is up for grabs. $5 donation will get you control of May plus a t-shirt plus a padded room travel mug. Um, If we find any porn in that storage bin, Mm -hmm. I will start including that. No, okay. Uh, We haven't found any yet, though. Um, Well, you know what? For any patrons... uh one season of Gilmore Girls. Oh, God. We have so many seasons of Gilmore Girls. We also have like four or five complete sets of Friends uh, yeah, DVDs. Yeah, a lot of Friends. All kinds of Friends. We have the uh, the Seinfeld box set with mm-hmm. the coffee the table coffee book. Table book yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Whatever 90s uh, nostalgia uh, show you want, we probably have six copies of at least In the meantime, inmates, for radioactive marijuana, uh, nine-foot cocks, um, horny, turn-of-the-century, farmer's daughters. I feel, you know what, that just occurred to me. The porno that they shot in X was called The Farmer's Daughter. Pearl was The Farmer's Daughter. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that we just didn't catch. Ty West is smarter than us. He's a smart motherfucking guy, and we are not. You know, I went back in because uh, I poo-pooed Ty West for quite you a while. You did. I have went back and rewatched uh, the Innkeeper. Innkeepers. Innkeepers. Yeah. Um, because it's on fucking Pluto all the time. Yeah. Uh, probably three times now. Okay. I really like that movie. It's a good show. I yeah. like, it, it's, I like it. it. Which is so weird. It's boring as shit. It is, <laughs> but there's a lot to be said. And again, this speaks to how much smarter Ty West is than us. Watch it once. You're like, okay, ghost story. Lena Dunham's in it. I want to punch yeah, her in her stupid yeah. fat face. Um, and you're like, okay, ghost story, no ghost. A lot of weird uh, hotel closing drama. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you might see her. But then you watch it again, knowing that there's a good chance that it's all in Sarah Paxton's head. It's kind of like watching a different movie in a weird way. That's how Ty West does it, dude. Gets in there. Puts, gets his fingers He's a smart him. motherfucker, motherfucker. A motherfucking guy. <laughs> uh, Ty West and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye.
trust on Adam because it makes up everything.